0: Welcome to Furry Explained. I'm Finn, a big black cat from the internet, and Furry Explained is my show about furries and their culture. Looking back at the past few episodes of this show, we have really been focusing on the idea of what brings people into the furry fandom we've highlighted in some way, shape, or form basically every aspect of someone going from being a so-called normie to being a furry. And in essence, this show as a whole has more or less served as a point of reference for those who are on that journey. At the very beginning of this show's existence, we really focused on those who were brand new to the fandom, taking a look at all the essentials of being a furry and exploring the things that new people should and shouldn't do as a brand new member of the fandom. But as time went on and this show continued on, we went more into intermediate topics, aimed at furs who have been in the fandom for a little while, but wanted to take that next step after making a fursona for themselves, and maybe getting an art piece or two. We talked a lot about things like, furry conventions, fursuits, and a little bit of furry history to give someone who might still be considered new to the fandom a more holistic view of the many things that furries in the past, present, and future do as members of the community. In short, in my humble opinion, I think we've done a good job at getting the ball rolling for someone new to the fandom in a way that gets them comfortable being a furry in the fandom itself as fast as possible. But as we get close to closing the chapter on this version of the show, there's still one topic about being a furry that remains that I wanted to ensure that we touched on. We've looked at what brings people into the fandom, but what are the things that keep them there? Well, that's what we're going to be explaining today. In this episode, we're going to take a look at why furries stay in the furry fandom A lot of it builds on the foundation of being a furry that we've explored already, but there are a couple of very profound reasons why furries don't really grow out of the fandom. I think it's a really good topic to sort of end the show on, with the hopes that it helps anyone listening who may have been in the fandom for a while recognize what keeps bringing them back to this amazing community. So, let's get into it. Welcome to Furry Explained, and we'll get started... Right here. As we mentioned at the top of this episode, we've spent a whole lot of time looking into the reasons why people end up becoming furries and joining the furry fandom. From wanting to find other people who enjoyed the concept of anthropomorphic animals, finding a place to share and sell their art, to even being dragged into it by their friends or having an excuse to travel, the reasons why people end up in this fandom are as unique as those new furries are themselves. But they all make some sort of sense, and a lot of them are even relatable, so it's natural to think that the same unique things that brought people to the fandom in the first place are what also ends up keeping them there too. And that's what I originally thought, but after doing some more research into the topic, I found that while there are definitely some shared reasonings between the two categories, there are some more macro reasonings why the average furry ends up staying in or wants to stay in the fandom for an extended period of time. Again, there were a lot of unique answers to this question overall, but there were three reasons that really stuck out from the rest. The first one is that Being a part of the furry fandom gives people a sense of belonging. Now, this may sound rather trivial on its face, but it's a very real thing. It is innate in our human nature to want to be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. This ends up translating to many people joining other groups of people who are all tied around the same cause. There are many examples of this. The one that comes to mind immediately is sports fans. I know a lot of you listening might not be all that into sports, but even if you don't get the more specifics of why people love a certain sport so much, the more generic reason why people become sports fans is built on the foundation of wanting to be a part of a community that is bigger than themselves. Same thing goes with colleges. Many people swear by the college they go to and are really public supporters of a school that they may or even might not have gone to. Again, on its face, it might seem a little silly to some, but for them, that fulfills that sense of belonging to something other than themselves. The same goes for pretty much any other fandom that you can think of, though I think the furry fandom is, again, unique in this aspect because of how openly accepting it is. You don't have to be in sports or have gone to a certain school. Heck, you don't even have to be what general society would consider normal. This fandom is well known for being inviting to more nerdier people, people who might be seen as social outcasts by other people around them. And combining those two means that for many furries, the fandom may be the first and or only place in their lives where they can get that sense of belonging somewhere, which is again a basic Human necessity. The second big reason why furries end up staying in the furry fandom is that the fandom offers its members a chance to escape. Now, this idea of escape can be interpreted in many different ways. Some see it as something harmless and fun, while others see it as something that potentially colors one's view of the real world in a way that can end up being toxic. But in this particular case, it's actually a lot simpler than that. When talking about the idea of furry offering an outlet to escape, all that really means is that it allows people to do something different with their lives. Let's be honest, especially once you're done with formal education, life can become very routine very quickly. At least here in the United States, you hear many a tale of not wanting to fall into the trap of waking, working, eating, and sleeping day in and day out. I think the kids are calling this idea escaping the Matrix these days. But anyway, the point is that being a furry gives us that different thing to do in our lives, something that makes our day-to-day a little bit more interesting and dynamic. In fact, being a furry is so unique, it even separates itself from what many would consider normal after-work or after-school hobbies. Whether it be a source of unique entertainment, an opportunity to engage with a unique group of people, or just being exposed to the fantasy world of anthropomorphic animals, being a furry allows us to mix up our routine a little bit and not get so easily trapped in the rat race or matrix of everyday life. Again, something that I would argue humans also need to live a fulfilling life. Finally, the last big reason that I want to touch on for why furries end up staying in the furry fandom is one that should actually be the least surprising of them all. A vast majority of furries stay furries because they find friends in the fandom. Again, this is probably the biggest and most obvious factor, to the point where it might end up sounding a little like the sense of belonging that we first looked into. But actually, it's a bit different. The former is a more general, high-level view of fulfillment of being associated with a group, something that technically can be accomplished without actually knowing anyone from that same community all that well. The latter, the idea of finding friends in a community, that's a bit more specific. It's the idea that the fandom serves as a platform to find other people to interact with and do stuff with that doesn't have to be constrained to the fandom itself. That's what turns someone from being an acquaintance or just someone you know from the fandom to being your friend. Someone whom you may do non-fandom things with simply because you like each other's company. However, similar to the sense of belonging this fandom gives, this fandom is also really good at being that platform for finding other friends, so much so that I'm willing to call it a hallmark feature of the fandom as a whole. This is mainly due to the two previous reasons why people stay in this fandom, but also because of the simple fact that As long as you are a member of this community, your chance of finding a new lifelong friend really never goes away, something that can only be said for a select few of other communities that you might have the opportunity to join so freely. It's no secret that many furries like being in the furry fandom, and the growth that the fandom is seeing is a combination of new people finding it and existing members staying for longer. And of the two, as much as I love talking about brand new furries, the staying power of the fandom is arguably more important than its openness to new members. Furries really don't tend to leave the fandom all that much, which is a testament to how happy people are to be here. Whether it gives them a sense of belonging, a way to mix up their everyday life, or a chance to find friends, people stay in the fandom because the fandom does things that are genuinely meaningful to people's lives. So much so that it's not far-fetched to say that for a vast majority of furries, joining the fandom changed their life for the better. And I don't know about you, but I can't give a higher compliment than that to the real magic that furries and their fandom truly are. Well that's it, that's it for this episode of Furry Explained and indeed this rendition of the podcast as a whole. It has been such a wild ride filled with highs and lows but also filled with time I wouldn't trade for anything else. I have learned so much in the past 2.5 years about not only this fandom but also my place in it and I really hope I offered a source of education, entertainment, and enjoyment emblematic of the fandom as a whole. Now, I don't want to get too sentimental here because even though this entity known as Furry Explained might be coming to a close, I am in no way done with making content about this wonderful fandom. Which means I'm definitely still going to be making podcast episodes about this fandom. It's the medium I started with and know the best, and something that I still genuinely love to do. But, as I've been saying at the end of the last few episodes, there's still about a month left that's needed to get everything ready for that big transition. So until then, things are going to be a bit barren around here. But trust me when I say this, I truly believe the wait will be worth it. I've been working on this content transition for well over a year now, and I'm excited to finally show it to you all in a few weeks. If you would like to keep up with how things are moving along, or of course, if you have any questions about why furries stay in the fandom, you can find and follow me on Twitter. I'm at Panther, and a link to my Twitter is still down in the show notes. But if I don't see you there, I want to wish you all the best of luck in your personal journey in or around the furry fandom. I really hope these past couple of years have shown how much it has made an impact on my life and I hope it changes yours for the better as well. I'd love to have you along for the next stage in my content, but even if you decide that this is the last that you'll be hearing of me, all I ask is that you stay wild out there in your life. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, take care. Peace.